0: listening to the Just Go Bike Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Wyatt, from the Iowa Bicycle Coalition.
1: And I'm TJ Jeskowitz from
0: RAGBRAI. So this is the podcast where we talk about bicycling just for the fun of it. There's going to be tales from all over the U.S. talking about bicycling. So come for the bikes, stay for the fun, and leave with a smile.
1: Yeah. Lots of smiles lately.
0: Hey, I have uh started bike commuting to work again. I did it yesterday and it just makes you so happy. I got a little challenge because of course you know Corville. Um yes. they are uh they are good at constructing roads and uh I have major road construction between work and uh home. So I gotta plan ahead. Uh they're doing a good job with uh actually have a pedestrian place that's that's detoured around too. So they're doing a great job. I can't uh, can't uh, complain at all. So
1: Well Nate. Yeah. Well I had I had someone that works with us called in well yesterday <laughs> and said it's just too nice not to go ride a bike. And I heard and that. as as a boss, how can you say no to someone that says I want to go ride my bicycle right, today it's because just, it's just too flipping nice. Right. I mean that that's the type of mentality we need to have in this country when it's you know it's when rain it's going to rain on saturday but thursday is just absolutely beautiful yeah get out and go go bike i mean what what, what's holding you back you know go clear your head and and go for just an enjoyable bike ride and come back rejuvenated and and recharged and all that so uh boy it was just just really cool to 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 hear that and i was like "By, by all means so uh, hopefully, a lot more people are taking advantage of this awesome weather we've been having lately.
0: Now you said hypothetically rain on Saturday, right? Yeah, the yeah exactly. So <laughs> because, that's because, okay because I have my uh, recreational cycling class that I teach at the University oh. of Iowa. Um, I think we've talked about this. Are you the yeah. bike professor, Mark? Is that? Is I, that your I can. <laughs> occasionally, I have a student that needs something desperately, and they refer to me as Professor Wyatt, which <laughs> is not. Uh, that's just funny when they do that. Oh. Uh, yeah. So we have uh, we have 30 students. And, uh, we go for, uh, we'll meet tonight, uh, which is on a Wednesday. So they meet for an hour, they get bikes rented and helmets and that sort of thing. And then we go ride on Saturday. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll ride to North Liberty and, uh, which is about 20, 20 miles. And then, uh, Sunday we ride to Hills about 20 miles Hmm. and, uh, yeah, they get a credit hour. I get, uh. I get paid a little bit for, for my time, and, and uh, it's a whole lot of fun. It's a whole lot of fun seeing it through a younger person's eyes that is like, I didn't know this trail system existed, and I didn't know I could ride this far, and this is a lot of fun. So that's that's what we try to do is emphasize that you can get out there and have fun.
1: Very cool. And that's tied in with the University of Iowa, is that correct?
0: Yeah, the University of Iowa offers these classes. You wouldn't believe this. You could take – up to 12 hours of these pass-fail classes. And, you know, every once in a while we have a student that does it. And they will go uh, uh, hiking. They will run a marathon. They will go to Moab to go mountain biking. Wow. They'll, they'll go scuba diving, sea kayaking. Um, there's there's all ki- everything from ballroom dancing to, I think, bocce is in there. But you can do 12 hours of this stuff. And, and I'm like, why didn't I do that in college? Yeah, um, very cool. I mean I mean it just looks like so much fun and that's the way to go. So yeah.
1: yeah. Well, we've got experience, too, with the University of Iowa with one of their classes, the one of the business classes, get involved in the RAGBRAI pass-through towns. And oh. for probably about the past five years, we've had um, Bob Walker's class who comes out and basically has the students get involved with marketing or websites, social medias, different things like that to help promote those in between the pass-through towns of Ragbri. and so mm-hmm. it's been a great relationship. It it helps the towns out. It it um, gets students involved in a, an actual event. So we've had a great relationship. They came to the meeting, and they're going to get students involved in the different the different levels of Ragbri. So I th- thought that was pretty neat. And and kind of uh, their counterparts, if you will. Um, I'm involved at iowa state university so I, I don't call me the you know event professor or anything like that but <laughs> but i am now the executive in resident and for the college of event management And so I got appointed in that role. I've been on the council uh, for about a year, and had an opportunity to talk to some of the students that are involved in event management, and they're doing some great things. Um, They're looking towards the future, possibly offering a master's in event management, uh, and also possibly adding a a, a different track in sport management. So lots of cool stuff happening at our state universities. Getting involved in cycling, getting involved in events. We we love to hear that. I know you know the. Those are going to be two of our stops on the RAGBRAI route this year. So mm-hmm. real excited about, you know, some of the, some of the happenings and, you know, j- just great to see that our universities are getting involved in things that we like. And,
0: you know, nothing wrong with that, huh? Yeah, no, not at all. We've got some other education that we just released, too. Um, What's that? So we uh, started a, a bike commuter guide. So this is this was a really cool project. About a month or two ago, we did a survey of Iowa Bicycle Coalition members and tried to find out their ideas on biking to work. And it was really cool. We had like 2,000 people take the survey and give us some great tips and quotes and that sort of thing. So <clears throat> we took that information and wrote an ebook, so we got this twenty-page ebook uh, that we just released. So go to iowabicyclecoalition.org, click on the bike to work, Iowa, and then you can download the ebook and learn the tips that Iowa bicycle commuters say are working. You know, little things like fifty-five uh, percent of Iowa bicyclists use a backpack. Uh, when they when they uh, take stuff to and from work, um, just things like that, you you start to kind of pick it up. Uh, lights, water bottles, locks, those things are important that, that bike commuters say. But you know, a lot of the good advice, like you really don't need anything special. Uh, most of the things you have around you, so you can yeah, make cool. make biking to work accessible. So. We're really excited about that because it's going to. We're going to do some some Facebook ads and try to outreach to some people that are first time commuters. I mean, that's the big goal. Is that if you're already biking to work, you're not going to change your habits. But if we can catch some first time commuters that are interested in this, I think that's going to be a valuable resource. Very cool. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. So we're excited. Well, good. Well, I just
1: want to take this opportunity. I've got a couple of shout-outs this week. A good buddy of mine from my Florida connections, a fellow gator, Rob Johnston, who completed his bike ride across the United States. He did the Southern Tier starting Uh in San Diego. Comanelli, cool. I believe, and yeah. uh, rode his bicycle to St. Augustine, Florida, pulling in just the other day. So, you know, I, I think he spent a week or so through Texas and different places. But, you know, he's, he's probably in his early 50s, and this is the second time he's ridden his bike. He's a, a butt icer. Um, been riding with those guys. You know, even though he lives down in Florida, he's come up and ridden RAGBRAI. Oh, I don't know, probably 20 years, but to, uh, you know, have the opportunity to ride your bike across the United States again, wow. um, is just uh, and and it was kind of fun to to watch the trials and tribulations of his of his journey and how many flats he had and all that. So, um, hopefully one day I'll get an opportunity to ride ride a bike across the United States, but um, so I'll just have to live vicariously through some other friends that I've known that have done that and uh we'll probably have to get Rob on on the podcast yeah. just to just to hear some of the, the neat stories and he had some <laughs> Yeah, some buttes. I, I tell you what. So, so shout out to my my one Gator friend there, and my other Gator friend. Uh, you probably know about this. Mark Justin Gottlieb, uh-huh. who was in charge of public relations for Interbike, has just been named the interim Interbike director. Um, uh-huh. We we wish Pat, who saw the all you know everything in the world he's done a great job over the years as far as bringing the industry together for las vegas for for many many years um, now our our friend justin is is going to take the helm as they move inner bike which is a a big uh, kind of gathering of of the cycling industry and it'll take place in reno in september and Lots of changes going on in the bike industry. Lots of changes going on in the bike world. Um, you know, we're just a small part of, part of that. But we're, we're keeping our eye on what's happening in the bike industry and the bike world. And just just wish Justin and his, his group over there all the, all the best as uh, they tackle some, you know, challenging times in the industry. And n- nothing but the best of luck to you, Justin, as you take on that bike Challenge.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, I can't imagine the, the the challenges in front of him. I mean, you know, new, new, uh, new interim director and, and a new location. So they got a, a lot of new that they're going to tackle this year. So I'm kind of, uh, I'm excited to see what happens. And, and uh, you know, we were just talking about dates and times and that sort of thing to get out there. So I want to get through my summer first. Let's, let's focus <laughs> forward on summer. Deal.
1: Deal. Okay. Sounds good. Cool. Well, good. Well, I know Murph's got a another edition of Murphology uh, coming up, talking to a guy that's been riding ragbri a whole lot of different ways for a whole lot of number of years. So uh, let's get to the show.
2: Well, hello, Just Go Bike podcast listeners. This is Kathy Murphy, A.K.A. Murph, and today I'm with Craig Christensen. Hey, Craig, and welcome. Hi. Well, Craig is a, a cyclist from Spirit Lake, Iowa, fairly new to Spirit Lake, Iowa, but a longtime cyclist. And he reached out to us at Just Go Bike with a very interesting email about his ragbri experiences. So I decided to see if he would come on the podcast. And guess what? Here we are. So Craig started doing RAGBRAI back in nineteen eighty two. Four, and he has done ragbri on about every kind of bike out there, ranging from the good old 10-speed to a tandem recumbent and uh, several other types of bikes, which I bet you he's going to tell us about in a little bit. Um, Craig has also written, ridden ragbri in many different ways, including with teams on a bus, motorhomes, and, of course, my favorite, self-contained. So I'm really excited to learn more about Craig and his adventures. So let's get started. So, Craig, what is it about RAGBRAI that keeps you coming back for more?
3: Well, Murph, uh, probably the most cliche thing is uh, being part of something that's bigger than you.
2: Yeah, yeah. I
3: mean, yeah. Um, the host families are what ama- have amazed me over the years. You know, you don't find that in other states like you do on RAGBRAI. And, and uh, we've had just some absolute insane great experiences over the years with host families. And uh, then, of course, there's the physical challenge. And um, in the early years, it was all about the party, but now it's actually more about the food for me.
2: Ah, the food, yeah. There's plenty of it on the Ragbriar route, and it's so nice. You know, there's a lot of vendors that come back every year, but then there's also all of the church basements and all the local communities that really do it upright, don't they? Yeah. Well, you were telling me before we started recording that um, moving to Spirit Lake, Iowa, was kind of one of one of the things that you thought about when you were figuring out where to retire and where to live was uh, based on the cycling community. So we got to give a shout out to Spirit Lake, don't we?
3: Yeah, the Dickinson County Trails Association is amazing. I mean, they've got over fifty miles of trails right now, and they just keep adding on year after year. So, and then of course with all the the Restaurants and bars and everything here—it's just—it's just, it's just uh, every day you can have a blast on the trails.
2: Very nice. Well, um, give us give the listeners an idea of the variety of modes of transportation you have used over the years, um, both you know, just cycling in general, but ragbri specifically.
3: Yeah, when I started out, I think it was ragbri twelve, and like so many people, um, I was on a ten speed. And I think it weighed 37 pounds with nothing on it. And by the end of the week, I think I was probably down to about five speeds. And uh, my wife at the time, uh, we got to the end and we cried and asked each other if we were going to ever do it again. And uh, we both said, yeah, we're just going to do it different. And uh, so then we graduated to a uh, little lighter weight road bikes with probably 12 speeds uh but cut the weight down a lot and then we also started riding as a group and then uh, a few years later we switched to what was called a counterpoint tandem which uh, i'm sure there's some people that are familiar with those out there it's a tandem in which the the stoker in the front is in a recumbent position and then the captain is in a standard bike position oh okay we did yeah, we did that for probably five years, and the first year we did that was pretty unique because no one on ragbri had seen a bike like that. So at first we thought it was great. You know, we were really the center of attention, and then all of a sudden it got to the point where we would have to park the bike up against a tree and, and get away from it as fast as possible just because we get <laughs> people ask <more> questions. <laughs> picture-taking and everything, and it was, uh, you know, as close to becoming a celebrity as I'll ever ha- will ever happen to me. And then uh, after that, uh, one year I rode a regular old h- hybrid bike, uh, upright handlebars. And uh, another year I did it on a single recumbent. Uh, then we bought a tandem recumbent. And we probably did, I don't know how many years, on the tandem recumbent including one couple years self-contained on the tandem recumbent, and uh, we rode out to the beginning of Rag egg by that year and stopped at a grain elevator and weighed ourselves, and I think we were over 400 pounds. Oh, my goodness. I always, a, go
2: ahead. I always say that when I'm uh, fully loaded, self-contained. You know, if I see a grain elevator weigh thing, I'm going to check it out, but as soon as I do, I really am, I, don't, I shouldn't have, I don't want to know how much my bike weighs. <laughs>
3: Yeah, anyway, and the people at the elevator enjoyed it too. And then another year, we rode uh, my current wife, Susie, and I rode mountain bikes. We put some road tires on the mountain bikes and did that. And then the last uh, four years, I believe, we've ridden just regular uh, touring style road bikes. So, yeah, that's about eight different modes of transportation on the over the years.
2: Yeah. I would, based on what you just described, I would guess the super, super heavy tandem recumbent would have been your, uh, most strenuous years.
3: Yeah. Because you watch those tandem recumbents on ragby and it's like driving down the interstate next to a semi where, you know, you, everybody passes you going uphill and then you smoke by them going downhills. And, uh, it, it's it's tough, you know, when you ride those with no one around, you don't realize how slow you're going, <clears throat> but when you're on ragbri, you get a real frame of reference because everybody's passing you, sure. little old lady, you name it. So. Sure,
2: sure. Well, besides modes of transportation, you've also done ragbri multiple different ways, whether it's, you know, you mentioned self-contained. Um, I think that you told us in your email that you've uh, done RAGBRAI, um you know, via team bus, Uh, motorhome etc what would you say has been your favorite
3: uh i would say definitely the self-contained excuse me um i think i have the most fun self-contained because my wife and i you know there's so there's so few a lot fewer logistics involved and with the teams we've had some great great Times over the years, but it seems like you know you have driver issues sometimes, and there's always one person in the group that creates drama. And it's nice to get out there, um, self-contained, where you can kind of wing it, and we really like to wing it. The other thing about um, going self-contained that we laughed about the uh, two years ago, or I think it was four years ago when we did it. No, I'm sorry, it was last year on Ragby when my wife and I did it. Somebody said, "Are you bagging?" It? And we said, uh, excuse me, are you bagging? <laughs> we said, well, we're riding self-contained. They said, yeah, bagging. We we had never heard that term before. So we kind of looked at each other and said, uh, yeah, I guess we're baggers. Yeah, you so are a bagger. I, bagger. <laughs> yeah, it seems to be that is definitely the term. So we embrace
2: it, yeah. Excellent. Now, uh, are you doing RAGBRAI this year in
3: 2018? No. Um, back in the day, I was so... So, ragbri was my life. I mean, every hill, every mile, for about 17 years, and then, uh, then I started kind of getting away from it, and um, I went through some marriage problems, and thought ragbri was done. I figured my ragbri days were were over. And uh, so then I met someone new, and um, one year she said she was interested in doing ragbri, and I said, "Wow, you don't have to twist my arm very hard." <laughs> That her expertise was backpacking and uh so i introduced her to cycling she introduced me to backpacking so what we've been doing now is we uh shoot for ragby about every other year and on the off years we we go backpacking somewhere for instance this year we're going to scotland um but uh so that way we'd notice that we'd, when we do rag every other year, it seems like we look forward to it that much more.
2: Oh, yeah. That sounds great. And backpacking sounds pretty exciting, too, especially when you go to someplace, uh, you know, like Scotland. Wow. Yeah. Great. Well, how did you first get into bicycling, whether it be, you know, when you're a kid, most people have the same story, but maybe as a young adult.
3: Oh, well, I got a great story for when I was a kid, uh, I lived in Audubon, Iowa, and I think I was I thought I was sixteen years old. My mom claims I was fourteen, but in one of those which would have been around nineteen seventy four or seventy five or seventy six, Red right I went through Audubon as a pastor town and I absolutely thought it was the greatest thing in the world. There's probably back then two or three thousand people. And I asked my mom if I could jump on the circus and, and ride, ride off with rag Brian. Of course, mom said, no way there's too (laughs) many hoods. And, uh, that just crushed me. So then the next day I presented a plan to, I asked her if I could ride solo, uh, over a three day tour in a triangle, which was the first day was 80 miles to my grandma's house in Manson, Iowa. And then, 50 miles to my sister's house, which was over by Denison, kind of a small town over there. And then the third leg was uh, back to Audubon again. And I was, like I said, I had a 38-pound bike. I had a duffel bag with a a floor pump tied to my seat rails with a piece of string. And she let me do that by myself, which you think today today's age you know there's nobody would let their kid do that and and uh we had a great i had a great time and i really really look back and thank both my parents for for letting me take off on adventures and always supporting me and uh just that was all what it was all about and then uh, you know you go through high school and you can drive a car you quit riding a bike and then Back in about 1983 or 84, I think Wright's 12, whatever that one was. Uh, I said to my wife at the time, I said, Well, I'm going on Ragway. You want to come along? And, and she said, Yeah. And, uh, and the rest is history.
2: Nice. And what an adventure as a, you know, whatever you were, preteen or teenager. Yeah. uh, That's, yeah, I I was going to, like you mentioned, that's not going to happen in this day and age. It'll be very Mm -hmm. rare if a parent would let a kid do that, but that's great. Um, I think you mentioned your current riding style, but are you uh, kind of a road biker now or a touring biker?
3: Pretty much touring. Uh, Up here in Okaboji, we... We ride socially a lot, you know, uh, around on the local trails, but we try to get away during the summer on, you know, two or three day self-contained tours. And then uh, we've, uh, we rode two years ago, we rode from Key West, Florida to Iowa and self-contained, just the two of us. And then we got back to Iowa, and then we took a couple weeks off, and then we packed up our bikes and flew to Germany, and did a month on along the Rhine River, just the two of us through four countries. And then after that, we went to New Zealand and uh, did some mountain biking in New Zealand and a bunch of backpacking there. And uh, so, yeah, that's our our. Uh, that's pretty much the style we ride now.
2: And I think you mentioned like at least two of the things on my bucket list, like cycling in Germany has got to be beautiful, amazing. Sounds like uh, lots and lots of great uh, coffee shops, places to stop along the way.
3: Yeah, exactly. It, uh, I would recommend it to anybody. They've got the Euro Velo routes now online. And I believe the one we used was number 15 and, and we, it was so easy and safe, unbelievably safe. The road the ride from Florida to here was we used adventure cycling routes and we had a good time except in this day and age where they're putting the rumble strips along the shoulders mm-hmm. it's making it's making uh bagging it really really tough in some places because the rumble strips force you onto the cycle lane mm-hmm. so i hope something that I hope that's something they can improve in the future.
2: Sure, sure. Well, uh, back to ragbri. Do you have any advice for someone thinking about maybe doing ragbri for the first time?
3: <laughs> oh, let's see. First of all, one of the things they say in backpacking is hike your own hike. I We adapt that to cycling as well. Bike your own, ride your own ride, bike your own bike. Don't listen to necessarily what other people say. Do it how you want to do it. Um uh, we always say, if you're not having fun, lower your standards. You've probably <laughs> heard of that one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I joke with a lot of people and say on your first year, if you're uh, really not an avid cyclist and you want to do rag bra, that first year you could train a thousand miles and it won't be enough because mentally and physically it'll rip you apart. Mm-hmm. But yet the second year, you could go out and train 10 miles and I think it'd be enough because mentally you just know what to expect because that first year, the first day, it's just overwhelming. Mm -hmm. And I would also tell people if you're not sure physically, I say take your bike out on a day where the conditions are absolutely horrible, wind, rain, hills, you name it. And if you can ride a 15-mile stretch without getting off your bike, you probably have enough stamina to do the whole week. Because, uh, you know, the towns are about that far apart, and that's what the food and the bars are for. And uh, don't forget to remember, it is a vacation. Uh, like I said, the first 17 years I did it, it was every hill, every mile. and And with my wife and I now, that is our goal every time we go, but we're not glued to that. If something comes up where, you know, you have to, it's getting dark and you have to Sag in, or if you have to take a day with your group to be a driver, you know, enjoy it and remember it's a vacation.
2: Sure. And you said it very well that you know every ragbri is different, or or it's different for every person. You know, regardless of even if you're on the same team, everyone's ragbri experience is different. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Well, how about uh, your favorite pie? <laughs> Our mode. <laughs> anything with
3: ice cream and then I got one other pie story is uh back in the party years uh I never saw a pie we were the ones coming in late at night with the flashing red lights and by the time we would get into town there was never any pie
2: the pie was long and gone so
3: yeah, the last four rag bries I've done with my wife Susie. We don't really drink that much. We'll have one here and there, but for, for us, it's turned into more of a food week with a occasional drink. And I still see a lot of those old friends from the old years. And uh, one day, I was uh, we stopped at a beer garden. I ran into probably one of the cockroaches or something, and I said to him hey, did you, uh, I was telling them that uh, the way we're doing rag now, and I said to them, hey, do you know there's pie on rag <laughs> And, of course, they laughed and said, no, there's not. There's no pie on rag i We've never seen it. And I said, no, I have. I have. We get in at 3 in the afternoon now, and there's pie. <laughs> <laughs> so we've kind of laughed about that. So, yeah, any kind of pie with ice cream and particularly blueberries. So, oh, that sounds
2: you. delicious. Yeah. yeah, well, Craig, thank you so much for uh, a emailing into us and then also being on the podcast. It's been fun, you know, hearing about your ride experiences and just you know how the different varieties that you've uh, used to do the ride.
3: Yeah, one thing I'd like to mention before we sign off is I would like to really put a big thank you out to TJ. You know, I've I've been through a lot of years with a lot of different directors, and uh, when when my party years were over, and and back when the state troopers and the organizers were trying to crack down more on that, we, you know, I, I thought we all thought ragboy was gonna shrivel up and die, and mm-hmm. then along comes EJ, and just he just seems like uh, he really enjoys what he's doing, and and I tell people. They haven't been on it since those years back. Back then, I said, "Hey, you know what? A rag bra- ragbry is alive and well, you and bet. Uh, it's as good as it ever was. Yeah. It's different, and you could spend a whole podcast just talking about evolution of ragbri, But uh,
2: yeah, I know, definitely say TJ is really definitely a pro, isn't he? Yeah, good,
3: yeah. good.
2: Well, thank you so much, Craig. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. All right, well, listeners. If you would like to email us about a topic or something interesting we should look into, you can email us at justgobikepodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. And I'll leave you with this quote from the Unwritten Book of Morphology. This quote is from Agnes Allen's Law. Almost anything is easier to get into than out of. Think about it.
1: Okay, we've come to the end of another edition, number 65 of the Just Go Bike Podcast. Each and every week, we're bringing you, hopefully, what you feel is an enjoyable podcast from no different tales across the United States or across the world about just having fun on the bike. So uh, each and every week, who's this podcast
0: brought to you by, Mark? We got three great sponsors. So first of all, uh, Think Iowa City and its curious surrounding communities. They do an awesome job for bicycling, home of World Cup uh, Jingle Cross Cyclocross Race, Uh, home of all kinds of events. But don't forget, it's a great place to bicycle every day of the week. If you want to ride from Big Grove to Big Grove or anything else, it's a fun time. Uh, Bikes to You, one of the best bike shops and charters in Cornell, Iowa. So if you're looking for somebody to carry your stuff along the Ragbra route, uh, Bikes to You, great uh, great place to start. And then finally, Primal Wear, custom bike, jerseys, shorts, accessories. If you're looking for gear, apparel, stuff like that, Primal Wear is the place to start.
1: Very cool. So appreciate them each and every week that they support this podcast. Um, you know, we've been doing this, you know, just over a year now, and we appreciate that the listeners and and people that have a little vested interest in the cycling community have been writing in, giving us a different ideas. So if you got a if you got a thought, you got an idea, hey hey, why don't you check out this this program that they're doing over here anything along the way, you know, just give us, give us those little notes. You can, you can hit us up on, on Facebook or Instagram or any of those social media channels, you know, just go by net is our website. And you can find this podcast on all those fine purveyors of podcasting. So uh, we look forward to bringing you episodes each and every week. We appreciate you tuning in, but don't be, don't be afraid to reach out to us. We don't bite. If you see Mark teaching a bite class, you know, right up next to him or, or as he's enjoying a cold beverage at, <laughs> at the Big Grove. He's okay. He's not going to bite. I, I'll do the same, um, and we'll tip one back, or we'll ride down the down the road or trail together and uh, talk about biking. That's what we do here on the Jisco Bike podcast. We have fun, we bike, and we enjoy. And it doesn't get any better than that.
0: No, no, not at all. Um, hey, I got a quote to leave with. What? What's that? It's this is uh, this is from David F, who's one of our bike commuters in our uh, David F. A- he's he's in our presentation for bike to work he's in our in our ebook and and it just it it's one of those things that makes you makes you happy about uh riding your bike he says it's easier than i expected it just takes some planning some perseverance it also is a great way to start and end the day nice that that's it just go bike man Thanks again for listening. Let us know what you think of the show by leaving a rating and a review. They really help us out a lot and help others find the show. For more information, check out justgobike.net. The show's theme song was written, produced, and performed by Ryan Steer.